Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. My name is Josh, I am your storyteller and games master for this studio production, and I'm delighted to be joined by four wonderfully talented and drop dead gorgeous members of the merely role players ensemble. Let's meet these four brave and noble adventurers. Starting on my left, adventurer number one, what is your name? And tell us what was the most recent Melee Role Players mm. production you've been involved in. Hello, I'm Christopher P. Starkey, and I was last in Quarry, I think it was. Yes. When you were being angry and smashing ghouls' faces in and yeah. blowing faces off. Magical axes. Yeah. Cool. And hunting down my nemesis. Nice. Are we gonna see Are we gonna see plenty of anger and vengeance today in this mm, studio production? No, I'm going down a slightly different route. <laughs> and we'll see. Adventurer number two, welcome. What is your name? And tell us what's your favourite fantasy TV video game series? Uh oh. <laughs> I prepared an answer about what my most recent media role players oh, was. Strat, you're in everything, I don't care. <laughs> Hello, I'm Strat. I'm in everything and Josh doesn't care about me. Um, <laughs> My favourite, oh, but I love lots of them. Give us a top three. Uh, okay, top three. Uh, Elden Ring blew me away. There's a really interesting, like, uh, wizardy fantasy um, book series called The Schoolomance, which um, I'm on the third of three books of, which is real, real good. Um, I think someone described it as, imagine, like, stereotypical, like, wizard school, except the school is trying to kill all the students. <laughs> it's quite successful. It's that quite a dark book. That sounds like a stereotypical wizard school, I'll be honest. Oh, but, like actually manages to kill like right re- it's pretty dark um it's very very cool though and then uh, i kind of enjoyed the uh henry carvel witcher that was quite fun oh, it was so good. kind of good turn your mind off television yeah mm-hmm. and he's a very very handsome man he is quite a handsome man yeah he gets he doesn't laugh. reload his arms in that like he does <laughs> in mission impossible that was the only thing missing that'll be season three, should. Maybe <laughs> season really three. Strat, welcome lovely to have you here uh adventure number three what is your name and tell us would you rather have hobbit feet, elf ears, or orc tusks? Ooh, okay. Well, hello, I'm Nat. I think, probably, I mean, it sounds so, like, it sounds a bit lame and shallow, but probably elf ears, because I feel like they'd be the easiest to get on with. Mm. Like, hobbit feet, do people make shoes for hobbits on feet? But it's hobbits really don't no, that's it. You no. can just you can go hiking in the mountains. But people would always be save like, a lot of money. That's Nat, she's got bare feet all the time. I have very bad circulation, so if my feet get cold, I shut down, oh, like okay. mentally. So I just think that's probably not a good... Her weakness has been found. <laughs> <laughs> At last. No. I'll open the windows and steal her shoes. And orc tusks, I think, I don't know, I, if I'd grown up with them, maybe... But I think if I was to suddenly have orc tusks, it might pose some problems. <laughs> yeah, 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 your dental bills would probably go more. Yeah, and they're already quite expensive. So I'm yeah. going to go Elfers. Nice, excellent. Welcome, lovely to Thank have you. Thank you. And finally, adventure number four. What is your name? Uh, I'm Dave, and I don't get a question. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, thank you. So guys, today, today we're playing Quest, a tabletop role-playing fantasy adventure game created by T.C. Sotek. How are we all feeling? Great. Playing? Exactly. Good. This is merely role-play's first foray into sort of sword and board, dungeon delving mm-hmm. uh, adventure. How do we feel about being part of the first adventuring group? 
Very good. Pretty pretty happy with. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we're not playing D and D. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Quest is a really really simple game, folks. Uh, we'll go into the go into the mechanics as we play during the adventure. Um, but all we're going to be doing is rolling a d20 and taking the number off of that. So it's super simple. Yeah, it's probably simple for people listening. But you have said right, we're starting at max level. So Dave, who's never played the game here, choose twelve of these random abilities <laughs> out of four thousand that you could have. <laughs> so. And you had ten minutes to do so. So no pressure. But hopefully you'll come up with something cool. Uh, okay, so uh, as Dave has just spoiled there for everybody, uh, <laughs> everybody in the room, with the exception of Dave, has played this game before. Quest is a game about going off on quests. It's about characters in uh, fantasy settings, fighting baddies, helping helping the weak, striving uh, for some noble purpose. But what we're going to be doing today is doing whatever you guys want. We're going to be sandboxing it. We're going to be showcasing. Because this is only a one-shot, and normally uh, fantasy games do take sessions and sessions. Uh, they, they take a long time. We're just going to showcase as much of the game as we can do, and really, you guys are going to show us what you can do. Now, Strat, Starkey, you guys have played before. How do you find the system? Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. A lot. Yeah, really lightweight, really easy to get into. You can do lots of fun, silly, or serious things. Oh yeah, the curve of abilities. It goes from like, yeah, the, these sound familiar to people who've played fantasy games before or the, the big dragon game, but they just get ridiculous. By the time you get to the end of the ability tracks, it's proper world-changing stuff that's just... But it doesn't take... It, it seems like it wouldn't take you that long to get there, which no. is good. Because like D&D, you look at level 20, you're like, my God, that's five years of my life I have to dedicate mm-hmm. to yeah. this damn game. Oh, especially if you're, if you're playing XP-based. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Just grinding and grinding and grinding away. Yeah. Now, this game is is, is uh, nice and open. The abilities are cool. You can get to them within a good amount of time. So generally speaking, you'd start with six um, abilities. But uh, seeing as we're doing a one-shot and I want you guys to do cool shit, um, you're going to get a bonus six to bring your total to 12 abilities Ooh. total. Whoop, whoop. So before we start with the character creation... Let me lay out the scenario that we're going to be playing today, because it's going to be a little different. So we're playing within a realm of pretty standard, typical fantasy where there are haunted seas, tall mountains, dragons, trolls, dwarves, all sorts of fantasy folk inhabiting this amazing continent. There are realms of fire and ice. There's the heavens, the hells, uh, the shadow plane, all sorts of exciting adventures that you can go on. However, In addition, in this realm, there is a small grey island, a city-state, named Buratopia. Good. (laughs) In which mundane folk live. And the four of you are such mundane individuals. Now, Buratopia still operates in the same realm as these fantastical worlds, but people that, that choose to live here or grow up in Buratopia have pretty standard boring day jobs. The idea behind Buratopia is that for every paladin, scoundrel and spellslinger in the world, you also need an accountant, a risk analyst and a parking warden. <laughs> so you guys are going to be beginning in this very boring, dull world. However, there is a company called Quest Incorporated <laughs> that offers tailor-made experiences for stag do's, weddings, <laughs> birthday parties and work Christmas events. And what they offer is the ability to send mundane folks who are willing to pay a lot of money via a portal off into another realm far away to go and enjoy themselves and uh, complete quests. How does that sound? Amazing. Expensive. (laughs) Mm, Very expensive. Don't worry, you've already paid for it. A down payment has already been received. Okay. (laughs) So the idea behind this is that you guys have... 
you when you guys get teleported and you leave the sort of magic dampening aura of Buritopia, suddenly you become these heroic individuals. So magic does exist in Buritopia, but because everybody is so pedantic and dull and in servitude to their workloads it sort of gets dampened down everyone forgets about it it's kind of like an omission effect some might say you sort of forget about the magic Um, but those of you who are are strong fighters invokers you just might be a bit buffer than everybody else you might go to the gym a bit more in Burotopia those of you that are druids and rangers you might just be a bit better with animals so that ability is there bubbling inside you but you're going to need to leave the confines of this very boring place in order to witness what will come I like it, Joshua. Mm. I like it a lot. Thanks very yes, much. Yes, we'll play. <laughs> Take oh a seat, guys. Grab a pew. I won't grab my shoes. <laughs> and dear listeners, come with us on this amazing fantasy adventure. So let's begin with character creation. So you guys have got a character sheet in front of you. The character creation in this game is fantastic. Um, how do you guys feel about the way that the character sheets are laid out in, as opposed to something more mathematical and stats-based? It's all narrative, right? Mm. So you just saw what people can see about you, what you know about yourself, what your goals and your dreams and your uh, handicaps are. It's all good. No numbers. And they've, <laughs> Which is even better. they've handled it like you can come up with your own answer to these mad lib questions, but they've got suggestions to give you the, the right idea. So rather than just thinking like, oh, they notice my blue eyes. It's more evocative than that. So it might be, oh, worn scars or the speckled complexion. It just gives you a bit more. Mm, big hobbit feet. Cool. Dave, first time looking at this character sheet. How, do you, how are you uh, feeling? Yeah, it's, it's a nice way to, it, it forces you to do the kind of thinking about yourself as somebody else part as well, which is really clever. Rather than just being like, "Hey, do what you want, uh, go go for it," it's mm. got more structure to it, it. But it's it's like gentle structure, mm. so it, it works well, I think. Indeed, indeed. So character sheets, we're going to be filling in as we go along, folks. The first uh, portion of the character sheet reads, "Hi," the first person is nice. Hi, my name is blank. There's a space for your name and a place for pronouns if you wish. I am blank years old, and I stand blank feet and inches tall. My name is Neville Flounder. Nice. I am 40 years old, and I stand 5 foot 10 inches tall. Uh, anybody else come up with, uh, with a name? I'm leaning towards Josh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a strong adventurous name. Yeah. Um, and I'm going for 19 years old, standing 5 foot 8 inches tall. Okay, I am 6 foot 1 for the record. <laughs> uh, 5 foot 8 inches tall. Um, hi, my name is uh, Jerome Picklepants. <laughs> my friends call me Jerry. I'm 45 years old and also stand 5 foot 8 inches tall. So we have a Neville, a Josh and a Jerry. Nat, have we delved a bit deeper into the endless possibilities of fantasy names? Well, no, because I've had 30 seconds. So, hi, my name is Bess. <laughs> I am 52 years old and I stand 5 foot 10 inches tall. Exciting, Ooh. exciting. Right, let's blast through the rest of the... Uh, <laughs> let's blast. get through this. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get through this. Uh, and what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll review everything. Uh, at the end. Yes. No, not you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is going to be frustrating. <laughs> Three of us in our 40s and 50s. I'm looking forward to hearing how you guys all met. I did have a reason for 19. We'll, we'll come to it eventually. But yeah, yeah, we'll it's, it. yeah. 
Everyone else is a lot older than I expected. <laughs> Are you the intern in our company? <laughs> my my thought was I could be it could be my gap year going oh, on right, this quest yeah. uh, uh, before uh, university. Gap year. Gap year. I mean, Daddy paid for me. That was my gap year. That's so how Josh talks. I've heard him. <laughs> that is exactly what they sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's let's begin with the uh, with the rest of the character. I uh, continue with the rest of the character sheet then. So I'm the party's blank. You can be a fighter, an invoker, a ranger a naturalist, a doctor, a spy, a magician, or a wizard. So you guys have already decided on that, so I will skip on to the next section, which is when people see me, they first notice my blank, blank, and blank. Now, you guys can write whatever you want to in here, but the guide recommends that you choose one thing that references your body, one thing that references your face, and one thing that references your vibe. And then uh, moving on to more uh, what it is you look like. So it's showing your style. I wear blank, blank, and move with a blank. So uh, showing your style is what you're going to be wearing when we burst through out of the mundane and see what you guys are wearing, your fantasy fantasy gun. Okay, so when people see me, the first thing they notice is my bland expression, <laughs> my very small hands, <laughs> and a slightly fishy aroma. <laughs> and I wear black leather. A feathered cape, and I move with a bird-like furtiveness. Ooh, so fishy and birdy. More like a, I'm thinking like a little, um, those black birds that, you know, dive into the water to get A gannet. A gannet, yes. Nice. Yes, he's, he's, uh, yes, he's like a little gannet. Are you feathery? No, 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 mm. Are you sort of, you're like your humanoid, but Yes, I'm a human, sort of... I'm a human person. Yeah. I'm not a bird man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not actually, not an anthropomorphic gannet. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a bird. No, I'm not a bird man. I'm a man. I'm a man, goddammit. I'm a man. But I, I grew up by the seaside, so and I, I used to enjoy watching the gannets strike from afar. And so you've started moving like a gannet. <laughs> <laughs> Presenting as a gannet. I waddle on land. <laughs> no, no, no. But just to confirm, you're a man. You're not I'm a, a man. Man. I'm not a bird man. Okay, I'm good. a man-man. So when people see Jerry, the first thing they notice are his wild eyes, his willowy frame and his coffee flask. Why the coffee flask? Well, he works very, very hard and needs lots of coffee. And when he went through the magical portal, the one thing that didn't transform was his coffee flask. Cool. Because <laughs> I think being a wizard, he's still going to need plenty of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He wears billowing robes, rings on each of his fingers, and he moves with a lack of direction. Nice. Oh, <laughs> he is a buzzing toddler. on coffee. <laughs> I've got a toddler. A 45-year-old toddler. <laughs> do you want to, like, method act this? Shall I go for it? Uh, so, Josh, when people see Josh, when they first notice Josh, they notice his iridescent skin, his sleepy mood, and his head of tentacles. <laughs> well, two out of three is not bad, though. <laughs> He wears a dark green cloak and he has golden tentacle rings uh, holding his tentacles in a nice tight beard-like bun and he moves with no sense of urgency. <laughs> no sense of direction, <laughs> no sense of urgency. We are going nowhere. Can I just clarify, head of tentacles, are we talking like Medusa hair or do you have no one head, you just have tentacles out of your neck? I think it is like a beard of tentacles. Okay. That like Davy Jones. So, yeah, just, right. just like Davy Jones. So in Bureautopia... Josh has a nice big beard, walks through the portal, they turn into tentacles. 19 of the big beard. Yeah, he's, you know... He's stacked full of testosterone. He's doing well. <laughs> he's doing well. <laughs> uh, right, so Bess, when people first see Bess, they notice her 
sturdy body. Her <laughs> <laughs> tall and broad and, and, uh, and her bovine face. Ooh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yes. Chris, are you sure you don't want to be a Gannett man? Oh. No, I don't, no, I'm going to be a man, man. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. With, complete with large Minotaur-style horns uh, and a forthright vibe. And in, in fantasy, not Bureautopia, wearing uh, flowing white and teal robes covered by uh, like bronze Valkyrie armour. I'm picturing like operatic diva. Mm. Oh, nice. Nice. The Valkyries. Mm. Yes. Uh, she moves with enthusiasm. <laughs> At least somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a man who walks like a gannet. We have a caffeine-addled wizard. We have a 19-year-old steroid user with a giant <laughs> And we have a cow. Great. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So let's move on to the next phase, which I've changed slightly. Uh, normally it would say, I'm from blank, where my people are known for. But you guys all come from the same city, and I don't think we need to dwell on sort of backstory. So I've changed it to my day job is mm. I am known for blank. So I, what we need to do is to come up with the most mundane, boring sounding job. Well, I have a question regarding this. Given the the nature of we are, we have paid to go questing together on this company retreat, do we have to work for the same company? And do we have to be in jobs that are well paid? Well, I'll tell you what, before we start, before we start this section, why don't we decide as a group how you all know each other? It doesn't have to be a work retreat. It could be for whatever reason. So what makes, well, why do you think you all come together to go off on one of these retreats? Bear in mind that three of you are a lot older than Josh. (laughs) But Josh could be like an office intern-y type. Because it's in between going to university or whatever's next for Bureautopians. So... If you were all part of the same company, it would be fine for Josh to be like a junior there. Or he could just be part of a different group that just ended up on your, <laughs> your trip. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? An admin error. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be. It could be that the three, three of you were all out on, uh, paid to do this and uh, and Josh has been accidentally added or you needed a fourth person. So yeah, I mean, if you really want to make the person who hasn't played the game really feel like an outsider. <laughs> <laughs> We are all the same company. You could be an intern or something. And this is like one of those team building exercises that companies send people on. Get to know Josh. (laughs) A lot of new people in the company. Yeah, we've got to make sure you're all working together well. So in that case, what do you all do? What is the the company you work for? Do we work in the local council offices at the very heart Uh, of the bureaucracy? Yeah, local council. I quite like local council. Yeah, because we each have our own little area that we manage. I'm trying to think of anything else more boring than that. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can offend each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, whose job's doing <laughs> Anybody who works for local council, uh, apologies. You do especially work. work. Yeah, especially whoever Croydon council. <laughs> Please keep picking up Josh's bits. <laughs> well, I tell you what, rather than thinking up a particular job, why don't, you, why don't we all say we work for the council? Bureautopia's central administrative hub. Excellent. That sounds really, really boring. So you guys all work for that organisation. Uh, just come up with something that you're known for in the office. What's the sort of fun fact? You've all surely done corporate away days where you have to sit in a circle and throw a ball to each other. And when you catch the ball, you have to say a fun fact. It's excruciating and I hate it. What would be your character's fun fact about themselves? Uh, my character only eats fish paste white bread sandwiches. Nice. Is that because of a dietary requirement or is he really leaning That's into this gamut? So all nice. he's ever eaten because it's grey. Mm-hmm. And he can't find grey bread. Mm-hmm. White is 
What is the greatest present? <laughs> <laughs> what is the greatest present? Okay, anybody else? Uh, Josh is known for dropping and breaking stuff all the time. Just being a general klutz. Oh, I'm so excited. That gives me so many opportunities for when you roll badly in the game. <laughs> I'm known for all of the desk plants I have. It's like a little mini jungle. Oh, cool. I think... Best big is... cow, <laughs> big cow. Uh, you know, chewing grass. <laughs> I think she is the like the HR inclusion and team building officer, and she is the one that comes up with these little oh. like games. <laughs> Was it Bess's idea to do? I think the, it might have to visit been. Quest, and I think that she's also she's got like um like a a drawer full of like little toys that are like. Okay, well, it's your turn to help the teddy bear of truth now. <laughs> okay, guys, let's uh, let's go on to the next section then, which is about beliefs. Everybody in this game needs a belief. I believe in blank, but my blank side can get in the way. So what could you believe in? Some of the examples on the sheet. Believe in order, justice, honour, salvation. Fishy sandwiches, perhaps, Chris? <laughs> Oh. And with the uh, vulnerabilities, you need to be invulnerable. Nobody's perfect. Choose a flaw to make your character complicated and believable. Fearful. <laughs> Foolish. Impish. Perhaps you are hedonistic. Perhaps you're a liar. Perhaps you're vain. This is a hard one. Yeah. Mm. I'm, just, I'm thinking about the skills that I've taken. <laughs> <laughs> and how actually awful a person <laughs> my character's going to be. I mean, anybody that eats fish in an open <laughs> office environment has got something wrong with them. Fine. <clears throat> I believe in heroism, but my psychopathic and sociopathic side can get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, do, where do you think the psychopathic and the sociopathic tendencies have come from? Good question. I think he's a born psychopath, but... Being brought up in Beerotopia is sort of very is very restrictive. And he sort of had to repress his his instincts to lash out at and 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 harm things. Mm. So what's, why, what what's, what sort of lashings out is he doing in Beerotopia? Um, I think he uh, tries to undermine people secretly mm-hmm. and tries to get a kick out of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more that he, he's he's always been interested by birds and how indiscriminate they are in the way they tear and rip their prey to pieces. <laughs> Some birds, come on. The blue tip, for example. <laughs> vicious a, a vicious predator of mealworms. No mealworm is safe and the titter's around. Right, there's the tagline right. for the season. <laughs> Bess believes very strongly in justice, but, uh, but her people-pleasing side gets in the way very often. Interesting. She's always been a people pleaser. Absolutely, yeah. That's why she moved into HR. Exactly, yes. <laughs> we make sure everyone's okay all of the time. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that quite overbearing for the rest of the office, do we think? Definitely. I would Probably. think so. Do we think there's a natural sort of um, butting of heads between Bess and Neville? Oh, the psychopathic, oh, I so. <laughs> psychopathic versus people yes. pleasing side? Yes, I think so. I think, I think Neville hates Bess. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He pretty much hates everybody. He sits there eating his fish sandwiches, wishing to be somewhere else doing something different with his life. That's what he is. And what, Bess is... keeps butting her head into, into his business. Whereas Bess understands his need to eat fish sandwiches, <laughs> absolutely, and appreciates it. But it's just going to suggest every day that he might consider the timing and location of his fish sandwich consumption to 
perhaps consider other people's needs as well. But, you know, if he doesn't listen, that's okay. That's his prerogative. <laughs> Take a big bite of this sandwich. <laughs> Stares at you blandly. <laughs> With his tiny little hands. <laughs> okay, let's go around to Dave playing Josh. What's the, uh, the, the, the so, beliefs? So Josh also believes in justice and fairness, but his apathetic side gets in the way. <laughs> you know, you'd have to do something about it and... <sighs> Can't be bothered. It's too hard. So, so, so you're a you're a you're a Gen Z. Can't yeah. be honest. Really be in the workplace. Yeah. So liberal. Can't be bothered to do anything about it. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Recycling would be great, but I'd have to like separate my recycling. <laughs> no, no, no. Just throw it all in one box. Yeah, nice. That yeah. kind of thing. Have you been signed up to like a lot of Bess's like employee <laughs> action teams? And yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like oh, that's a great idea, but I'm not going to do anything to actually help with mm, that. So nice. yeah. Oh, young blood, fresh <laughs> ideas. Exactly, but no. If there was a Bureautopian <laughs> version of TikTok, you would be on it. Yeah, every going, yeah, yeah, God, I believe in all of this, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'll sign a petition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go and actually protest? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Dave is a teacher, so you can see how he feels about the younger generation. <laughs> Jerry believes in pragmatism, but my impulsive side can get in the way. Very pragmatic. Yes, we should do A, B, or C to achieve D, except when it all gets going... Maybe I just want to throw a spell in the middle of everything and see what happens. Is that to do with the excess coffee consumption? Probably, yeah. <laughs> makes you makes you quite um, yeah, impulsive. I decided his job in the bureaucracy is that of a data analyst, so he's have to be very focused and all just very much about data and numbers. So every now and again, you've just got to kind of have some sort of outlet of all that energy. How does everybody else in the office deal with uh, a live wire like Jerry? You don't need to deal with Jerry. He's bringing a level of vim and vigour, you know. I love how that goes into character. We're doing character creation. She saw this character in her eye, and that's it. We're not going to get her back. Natalie does not exist anymore. Uh, Neville's just imagining ways to kill him. <laughs> Neville is striking me as the sort of uh, what's it called the. Um, what's it called the, the murder hobo approach of everybody's uh, first D and D. I was thinking more like. There's a film from the 1990s which is about an office worker who just has a really bad day. Falling Down. Um, Douglas. Du- yeah, Mike yeah. Douglas. Yeah, Falling Down. Yes. It is superb. He's sort of like that. Okay. So he's like office worker, done his job, but he's just one bad day away from, <laughs> you know, going mad, going mad. Yeah. Basically. Is there like an office space thing where you've got a stapler that nobody can touch? <laughs> if anybody touches your red stapler, you're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nuts. Nobody touches my sandwiches. <laughs> Touch my fish. <laughs> cool. Okay, I think we've got uh, four very interesting characters to play with today, <laughs> set in this very uh, bureaucratic and boring world. Um, let's see now. What is it they dream of when they go to sleep at night? What do they what do they think about? What are their aspirations? And for you guys, what do you hope to achieve in this session? Because usually in this game, uh, you come up with uh, a dream that you will take place and will happen by the end of a 10-session mm. campaign. However, we're only playing a one-shot, so dial it down uh, back a bit. What do we think, uh, what do, what do we think we're going to do? Jerry dreams of discovering a powerful magical artefact. Mm. Interesting. What sort of powerful artifact? A powerful magical artifact. What sort of powerful magical artifact? Um, really cool stuff. Really cool <laughs> stuff. A shiny one. Big, yeah, one that you can slam on the floor and yell, "You shall not pass." So you're playing. You're playing the the party's wizard. I am. So that kind of means in Bureautopia, magic has been so dampened down that there's a few cantrips that people can perform. But generally speaking, you're all too busy working to even think about magic. Mm-hmm. Where has 
has Jerry found this this longing? Is it from a book? Is it from tales? Has he been on an adventure before? He has, amongst all of the plants on his desk, there is like a little flyer from the quest company that just has the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is discover powerful artifacts. <laughs> and he's pinned and just drawn a circle around it. Got that one. I want to do that one. That nice. one there. Excellent. So he wouldn't know what to do if he found a powerful stuff, but he just wants it. Yeah. Nice. He'll work it out once he's got it. Great. That's an excellent uh, and manageable dream. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Bess, and I don't think she would have said this out loud to anyone, but she dreams of doing something truly selfish. Ooh. What's, what's Bess's home life like outside of the office? It seems to be the sort of, she seems to be the sort of person that's married to the job. Yeah, I don't think she has a partner. I don't think she has children. I think the office workers are her children and her wards. <laughs> a moment of silence for, for poor Beth. <laughs> I, and I think it's microwave meals. She can cook. She learnt when she was younger, but she's no time for it. She's looking after everyone else. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's picked the worst people to take <laughs> Right, everybody's hoping that Beth really, really succeeds. <laughs> Okay, slight change of text. Uh, Starkey, what have you written down? I want to find an exciting secret that will change Neville's life. Interesting. Okay, has Neville ever felt excitement before? Possibly not, no. I don't think he ever has. He's, he's heard of it before. Mm. And he's seen other people look excited, but he doesn't really understand what that means. Mm-hmm. So he wants to feel excitement for the first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe get out of this hellhole he finds himself in. How, how did you feel when... We haven't established how you found the, 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 the company and whose sort of idea. We know that Bess has probably uh, organised it, but did Jerry bring in the, the flyer, do we think, to the office one day and stick it up on the notice board? I think Jerry's probably been emailing Bess on a <laughs> weekly basis since he discovered the company. Every time it's like, oh, we're having a workout and does anyone have any suggestions this time? Yeah. Yes, I do. We yeah. should go and do this question. <laughs> yeah. I'll just warm them down. Mm-hmm. And when you say email, you mean, of course, message spell via the use of arcane typewriters in this fantasy world. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think it's been they a just long call it email. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long time coming because Bess is very enthusiastic about the idea. Would not want to put, uh, but we have to put a pin in it until we can allocate the proper amount of resources and funding. And I've just got to take it up to management. And but I do promise it's on the to-do list. Oh, somebody that works in an office. This is really, really <laughs> right now. It's a Sunday. Can you? <laughs> cool. Okay. So, how, so uh, yes, Darkie. How did Neville feel when he was presented with the idea? I think he's, he, was, uh, he was pleased mm-hmm. because this could be his way out of having to sit here and listen to these annoying people rabbiting on. He, all he wants to do is just do his job, go home, eat his sandwiches, and just keep grinding him down, ask him to do more things, don't get paid overtime, and quest is his way out. Maybe he would never have to come back again. Mm, yeah, you don't have to come back from a quest. You can stay outside oh. if you wish. It's very dangerous, though, very dangerous. Maybe he will... Maybe he won't. Who knows? We'll find out together. <laughs> Excellent. And finally, Dave, what are Josh's 19-year-old aspirational <laughs> dreams? Just the classic teenage dream of just getting out of this small town. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I want to go somewhere different and see that it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a man who grew up in uh, in South Wales, do you resonate with that idea of leaving behind? Uh, a little bit, I suppose. But then, you know, as you get older, you're like, oh, it's quite nice there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the sea. Yeah. It's lovely. It's very calm. It, it was yeah. nice. <laughs> L- London is grinding us all down. Well, on that cheery note... Uh... <laughs> 
we Tune will, again next week. <laughs> we've, we've all completed our character sheets. Uh, so, uh, yes, we get to do our personal inventory. So to begin with, you guys have nothing except for your sandwiches and your HR forms and whatever it is that you might have in your uh, mundane life. However, we get to gear up. So you can choose any three common weapons. Uh, and in addition, you will get a magical item that will be given to you at the start of the quest. So, you're not obliged to carry any sort of weapon in this game, but in desperate times you can always use your body as one. You can punch, you can kick, you can bite, you can bull bull charge. Uh, gore. A uh, gore, thank gore. you. <laughs> gore. However, common weapons, all common weapons like swords, bows, spears, hammers, knives and more deal more damage than an unarmed strike. Choose, yeah, any three common weapons. Being a magician, I might be trying to stay away from things, so I'm going to have a ranged weapon. Nice. So I'm going to have a bow and some ammo. And then, if it goes wrong, a hammer. <laughs> like a carpenter's hammer or like a war hammer? Uh, a, small, a small hammer, yes. Uh, I don't know why Josh would have one, but <laughs> why not? Little Maybe he's doing a bit of work in maintenance. Yes. He's doing a stint yeah, he's in maintenance. Do, yeah, he's doing like a, that intern thing of like going to all the different departments. He yeah, happens yeah. to be in maintenance at the moment. He just nicked, it, nicked a hammer. Yeah. yeah. I've got a dagger, a little assassin's crossbow, and ammo. The dagger is his letter opener. <laughs> sure. I mean, I've just put big old war hammer. I, I don't know if I need anything else. You could have three of them just in case you can use one. <laughs> can you dual wield warhammers? Because shields don't really work in this system. Because uh, shield is an ability that some classes have and that others don't, rather than there's no sort of armour mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. So, But you could have one if you wanted to use it as a shield bash or you wanted to use it for... I'll hit narrative. people in the face with a shield. Serving dinner on. Not. Nice. Mm-hmm. Serve you dinner on, yeah. Yeah. I might have to think about my third item. No worries. Jerry has a wand. Jerry has a staff, mm. and Jerry has a Chris knife, just in case they get close. Great. Well, you guys are all geared up. We know what our characters look like. We know what their dreams, their aspirations are. We know what they do in this very dull company. Let's, Let's do it. begin. Let's go on the quest. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> This has been The Office Party, a studio production from Merely Roleplayers, starring Chris Starkey as Neville, Natalie Winter as Bess, Strat as Jerry, and Dave as Josh. Not to be confused with Josh Yard, who plays the supporting cast. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing Quest by the Adventure Guild. You can get the digital version of the game free from adventure.game. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on! Exciting secret. What do we think that's going to look like? I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be exciting. (laughs) 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 Chris, I haven't thought about it enough. That's your job, (laughs) Josh. Just going to leave that to you. Just going to go through the magic item. Just going to see what I can find.